Hello. Good afternoon. I hope everyone's afternoon has been good so far. It is the weekend and I'm very excited because not only that this is a weekend, a regular weekend, it's going to be a longer weekend, especially with Labor Day. Um, and also the way I've been feeling, I'm going to be getting my husband an extra day. Yay! To help me out with our son. I mean, I love him dearly, but the way that I've been feeling, I just need a little extra help. So, this chapter is chapter 18, and it is about fathers and their daughters. Um, I'm going to probably read most of it. Um, not for sure, but this is Anne's section where she kind of writes about her experience as a daughter to a firefighter dad, I think. If I can't remember, you think I would be able to, but I don't. So, I am going to read off just from this paragraph. Fatherhood with boys is a bit easier and more obvious. Boys need a positive role model, which is true, and a tough disciplinarian who isn't as easily bowled over as a mom. The rough housing, vigorous play, and the sportsmanship that a man can provide to his sons is part of their development. Only a man can truly impart manhood. So... Wait, who is this? Oh, it's probably her dad speaking this part. Like I said, I forgot a lot of stuff, guys. I'm very sorry. Um, I think this is her dad saying it. I'm not for sure. Um, he used to ask himself, but what does a father do with a daughter? After all, I'm not trying to turn my little girl into a man. One of his nicknames for me was the wee little stranger. There we go. Yeah, talking about her. As he felt intimidated at the thought... Never fully understanding or being able to relate to his little girl. He told me that his own sister, my Aunt Jan, used to complain how their dad never spent any time with her. She was jealous that the, he only spent time with his sons hunting and fishing and drinking and the like. My dad took this to heart and when I was born he decided he would make more of an effort with me than his father ever did with his sister. And I'm so glad for it as fathers have a very meaningful influence on their daughters. Whether they realize it or not. So, what then does his role mean to her? Well, fathers, your impact on your daughters are in the following ways that Anne actually lists here. Their mental and physical health. Attentive dads give their little girls self-confidence. Girls tend to have to try a little harder to get dad's attention than moms. So, if she has it, she feels empowered. And this empowerment makes her less fearful of men of anyone, really. Alright, so body and body image. The second one, which is actually a big one. It's actually one of the major, number one, top of the list. For what reason, but it is. It also impacts more by a father than by a mother. Girls with involved positive fathers are less likely to develop eating disorders. And healing occurs more quickly when dad becomes involved. For example, 
Anorexic girls recover two times more quickly if spending time alone with dad is added to the therapy. And no one quite knows why this is so, but girls get a positive or negative body image from their dad. If a father only points out his daughter's physical attributes, such as her beauty or lack thereof, then she may become preoccupied with just that and suffer immensely. She's not perfect. Air quoted. But if a father points out his daughter's values, such as character, intelligence, courage, and integrity, she becomes less focused on her physical attributes and more confident in her personality and worth. Education and Achievement the U.S. Department of Education study found that highly involved fathers, children were 43% more likely to earn mostly A's and were 33% less likely to repeat a grade. This is true for both boys and girls. And another such study found that girls are more likely to stay in school and have higher quantitative and verbal skills and higher overall intellectual functioning if they have an attractive father in their life. Romantic Relationships Pediatrician Meg Meeker writes in her book, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, fathers are a template for all male figures, teachers, boyfriends, husbands, uncles, and even God himself in a daughter's life. Daughters of loving involved fathers tend to wait longer to become sexually active and are far less likely to become pregnant during their teen years. They are the most likely to demand to be treated with respect and thus likely to be talked into having sex with someone they don't love. Countless studies show that for girls, less dads, girls, less dad equals more sex. Deprived of a loving male presence in her life, a girl may more likely seek a substitute male attention, even if it's negative. And most importantly, girls with loving fathers tend to marry better and have longer, happier, satisfying marriages. Accustomed to emotional intimacy with her father, she will settle for no less than that in her mate. Girls are drawn to the familiar. They will typically marry a man who is at least somewhat like their father, whether good or bad. Now let me tell you this. Guys, I love my dad so much. I do. Even though we don't really talk. He got in trouble in his lifetime. He quit school around his senior years, at least what my mom told me. But I will tell you this. He never, ever, ever has treated me like trash. Um, he's never. All, I mean, he's, he's always given me the self-confidence, you know. Um, he's always been protective when I need to be protected. He told me to never let any man tell me I'm not beautiful because I'm beautiful in every way. Has he told me this recently as an adult? No. But by the way, when we do talk, I mean, he respects the fact of what I'm saying. He also has seen my bad side, but he's always told me never, ever, ever, you know, do as I did. And of course, that's a little hypocritical considering what we talked about in the last chapter do as I say not do as I do but my dad also knows I have a family and he always tells me to respect my mother always respect other people because he doesn't want me to go down the path he went down and you know he him and I may not talk you know slim to none um 
But I always know that he's thinking about me. I'm always on his mind. And he knows I'm always, he knows he's always on my mind. My dad being that he is getting older and he's hurting and he's trying to work paycheck to paycheck. It's just one of those things where, you know, we have that silent love between each other. And he knows if I always need him, he's going to be there. He says he would go to jail for me if he needed. It's his duty, he says. He used to say to me as a father that that's what he would do. And any parent has said that all the time, that they go to jail for their kids. But my dad has never treated me like crap. He's never told me I eat eat too much. Um, When I was little, I, I used to eat like... A lot of, you know, 10 pieces of French toast. One time I ate 10 hot dogs. And he never once called me fat. He always thought it was good. I was, you know, eating and being able to give myself the energy that I needed. You know? And he never looked at me as a person that, you know, was ugly. He he looked at me as a person of a copy of himself. But he had to respect that as, you know, a little bit better and more because I was a woman instead of a, you know, I was a daughter instead of a son. And he knew I was never that girly girly either. So I think him and I can connect on a lot of things. And, you know, we're not really polar opposites. So... Anne writes here, my father failed at some things, but he did manage to keep me close in all the ways that matter. Here are four things he did for me that I believe any father can do to help his daughter become the better version of herself. Activities. So her dad took her fishing and she loved it. It was a good adventure. And she was able to be vulnerable with him, she says. And he was strong and capable. Of course, made her feel safe. Brought goodies, obviously. Baited her hook. And they would just mostly talk. Just sit quietly together, enjoying the scenery. Aww. Mini dates and thoughtful gifts. <laughs> well, I mean, you hear about father and daughter dances, but you don't really hear mini dates. But um, I saw on Facebook not long ago that a, da- that a dad took his daughter out for the day. And so technically he spoiled her. And it was really nice to actually put me in tears because you don't see a lot of dads do that, especially for the little girls. Like, you don't even see a lot of dads paying for pedicures and saying, let's go have a pedicure together anymore. Or, here's a flower. You really look pretty in your dress. And let's go get your hair done. And when I saw the video of a dad giving his girl flower and that she had a special dress on just for the day and... Taking her out to a special restaurant and taking pictures as they went. Like, that's... I mean, it's good for a dad to do that once in a great while with his daughter. Significant events, like, obviously, um, with the wedding. So, she does go to say that, unfortunately, that her parents did get divorced. And that... At 13, her dad moved out, but he cl- he chose to live close by, and he didn't bail. 
and that he doubled his efforts that like their lunches and outings increased and um he walked her down the aisle the day of her wedding which is always nice cuz not a lot of daughters get that my dad walked me down the aisle of my wedding at my wedding he knew that was very important my dad may have not made the best choices in life and he may still not really make them in, in life, but he he knows as a father to show up when he needs to. When I ask him to. I am... Unfortunately, I am the only daughter he has right now. There was an unfortunate event with my sister... With him and my sister, and uh, she no longer claims him. I mean, it's sad and makes me sad, but I told my sister, you know, that's between you and dad. I can't force anything. But as far as da my dad is concerned, I am his only daughter. And he wants to keep me around. And I told my sister, I said, you know, I love dad and I always love dad. And I just want you to know that. And I don't want, but I don't want that to be, to uh, come in between our relationship. And, you know, her and I agreed that we won't speak unless we feel like we, you know, speak of him, you know, not to make each other feel bad, you know. But if we want to speak, we speak of him. And, but the thing is, with her, it's short, cut, and clean. And sometimes she likes to know, I think, I really do. Uh, when I went to go see her to get my hair done, we kind of talked about him a little bit. Um, we actually did come to a conclusion that if dad died, that she would be there, you know, at his funeral because she wants to remember the good times. And so, you know, we agreed on that and she said I wouldn't be alone in the process. So that's always good to know. Sorry, now I'm like trying not to cry. <clears throat> Oh, okay. So it is short, but at the end, Mike does put his thoughts in. This one's called It Takes a Man. I always joke with my buddies who have girls that it takes a real man to raise a daughter. And that's why God gave me two sons as he knew I couldn't handle a girl. Implicked within that joking is a real belief that doing this daddy thing for your precious girls is a solemn and sacred and wonderful task. It is different in so many ways from raising sons. Men mostly get what their boys are going through, but have some real gaps in experience when it comes to understanding their daughters. As I read Anne's description of the things her father did for her, it was humbling and very eye-opening. Some of it I would have never known and can only say a prayer of thanks that those things were done. They provided very meaningful, or proved to be very meaningful, I can't talk if I'm tearing up, oh my gosh, proved to be very meaningful to my sensitive and loving wife and helped shape her into the wonderful woman she is today. The example we hope to see. While I do not have a lot to add to this section, the one observation I feel is imperative is for daughters to see their mother being treated, treated well. Listen up. Fathers of daughters, listen up. 
There is simply nothing that places the authentic example of spouses treating each other appropriately. Your kids and especially daughters watching their fathers learn how women are supposed to be treated by men. It is devastating to watch negative patterns replicated in so many bad relationships with things such as emotional, physical, or alcohol abuse. Our goal as fathers should be to make the things they see and remember exemplary. Instead of harshness, they see kindness and tenderness. In a place of hitting, they see hugging and helping. The escape that things such as alcohol and drugs try to create is instead demonstrated by living life together and enjoying each other's company. Guys, I just want to say perfection is not needed. Okay, no. No human being's perfect. And I can tell you, by the way, because of my dad. He wasn't the best person in the past. And I know this from the stories being told. But he never told me any of those stories himself because he was trying to protect me. He didn't want me to look at him as a bad guy because he wanted me as his daughter. And I understand that completely. But I've also seen it for, through my own eyes. When I was writing my stepmom's book, the, mo- the last woman he married. But she died unexpectedly on all of us. Um, I got to see a little bit of what my dad shouldn't be. Especially because I didn't know he relapsed with her. Um, they were kind of doing drugs together. And I found out a lot of things that they both did together. But what he did to her when they were high. And, you know... There was a recent girlfriend um, that, and a recent incident of domestic abuse, third degree, um, made by my father. Um, the thing is, I'm not, I don't like physical abuse towards a woman. But this, I guess you could say it's a 50-50 deal because this woman emotionally and verbally abused my dad. I don't know if she physically ever touched him. If she did, he never told me. But she talked a lot about how he was disgust. you know, he was just this horrible person about, you know, because my parents are technically related and that's all i'm going to say cuz i think in one of my segments i talked about first and second cousin marriages or relationships and how i was a disgusting incest child and that i think when it came to me he got sick of it and that's why he got put in jail for so many days he Yes, he beat her, but not to the point where she couldn't, you know, breathe or she stopped breathing. Um, But enough where she had to go to the hospital to be looked at. And it's very hard for me to talk about because I already told you 
a little bit ago, I love my father and he's, you know, and then, then I go on to say that. And a lot of you are probably like, well, how could you love someone like that? Well, it's like anybody, it's like a drug addict or an alcoholic or a pedophile. How do people still love them? How do people still love you know, especially their kids out on the street who are just doing drugs and won't get the help. You know, that, my friends, right there. Ask yourself those questions. So don't come after me. Don't come after me until you ask yourself those questions. But, yes, I do agree also that a man should always show their kids even their sons, how they should treat women. If they're treating their spouse with kindness and compassion, their kids are going to grow up knowing that's how you're supposed to treat other people. Okay? You do not, and I repeat, you do not show any disrespect in front of your kids with your spouse because then those kids are going to think that's okay. And trust me, I know. I know because I was dating a person at one point in my life who abused, who physically, emotionally, verbally, you name it, abused me because his father showed that to his mother and he thought that was okay. I kind of feel bad for him or I did because it's like, well, because that went on in his household. So he thought that was the right thing to do. But at the same time. A person can break a family cycle. But yet people choose to continue a cycle. And become more toxic. And spread that toxin through their family. And that's unfortunate. That really is unfortunate. I mean my mother mostly raised me. Um, and my dad, I know, has told me he's very, very grateful for her that she mostly raised me and could give me a good life. And I think she knows that, too. You know, but there is it's still instilled in me that my dad has taught me things that are positive. And no matter what, I'm always going to be grateful for a man who was able to protect me. Through the years of my parents, who's, you know, when they split up and he got me every, it was, it used to be every weekend and it turned every other weekend. Um, but he was able to protect me and make sure I still technically was alive. Like, making sure I just don't die. <laughs> Especially as a baby. Um, you know. So, Yeah. Being able to change diapers while he was single and, you know, feed me formula in the middle of the night. It's, you know, especially when he had a good job at one point. He was a manager of several Jiffy Lubes, I think, or whatever. And he was making some good money and he was able to buy me gifts at Christmas and not, you know, was able to buy me. Like McDonald's almost every morning because he had to go to work some weekends. And, you know, he dropped me off at a babysitter, which, by the way, is actually part of our family. And, you know, all that. And, yeah, he screwed that up. 
he did. He lost it all. But I know that he never quit working hard to live and to at least say hi to me if I said hi to him. And we talk, we talk a little bit here and there. So he's still making technically the effort when it, you know, when it comes to me telling him things, saying, hey, how are you doing? He's making an effort to at least say hi. And I know he's still alive out there somewhere, you know? So, yes, I still love him despite his flaws and despite his mistakes. Because that's what we should do as human beings. We should. And it sucks that our world isn't into that right now. Um... So yeah, thank you for joining me. Um, the next section of this book is um, money. And I think that's another hard part to talk about. Because when you become a firefighter, you don't make a lot of money. Okay. I am literally have to live off of like trying to budget a lot of things. And with a second kid coming and a lot of the stuff we've already had to pay for lately with bills and stuff like I know I already know what that feels like and I'm doing everything I can to take and prepare myself once that time comes you know I'm doing everything I can I like to coupon guys this is something I never thought I'd love to do I was just watching the show called extreme couponing one day and I got really hooked and I actually got hooked on the fact how much they were saving. And I'm like, you've got to be Now, would I become that extreme? No. Um, but because ever since that show quit airing, there has actually been a lot of um, things happening with people who coupon like that. And they've kind of broken a lot of rules. So technically because of people like that and who have broken a lot of rules and got greedy and would take almost everything off the shelves... Especially P&G, Procter Gamble with paper products. Now you can only get one with one coupon. Thanks to those people. So, whatever. And I do Jaller General. Now that they have digital couponing, I go there for things that, you know, that I coupon for. I told my husband, I said, if it doesn't have to do with food... Or at least most of the food that's at Walmart you can't find at Dollar General. Then we can go to Dollar General. <laughs> and get that shit. Um, so I'm just saying that. This is another going to be kind of another hard chapter. It's, 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 it's a little. You know. I mean a lot of people. Have their. You know. Spurts. About it. Spurts about it. Or a lot of people out there who were like, well, if you would have worked harder in life, you wouldn't be in this situation. Well, I also don't need to be a rich motherfucker either who turns ignorant just because they have money in their pocket. So, um, yeah, I don't want to become a money-grubbing asshole is what I don't want to be either. So, I like to be a penny pincher once in a great while. So... Usually my husband and I... Okay, I'm going to tell you this real quick tidbit before... Even though, <laughs> you know, we're pretty much done with the chapter we need to be done with. But before, I guess, to give you a little more insight before we start the money 
chapter is that my husband and I, the most we've probably spent on groceries so far, by far, is $150, which if you look at it a certain way, it's not that bad. There has been a time where we did spend 200 and something because, when, especially when we first had our son, uh, our first son, yeah, diapers upon diapers upon diapers upon diapers, even though we stocked up pretty good before he was born. We were purposely doing it. Um, you know. We still went through a lot. And this is before I knew about the couponing and the whole Dollar General bringing in digital coupons. And I was scared to do it because I was like, people stare at you. Like, not kidding. People fucking stare at you. But then I had to get over it. So it's whatever. Um, Again, thanks for joining me. I hope that really helped, especially with the fathers and daughter bonding. Um, I know it was short, but like I said, I think there was a lot of good things in there that you guys can pick out and kind of just, you know, put into exercising with your dad. So I hope everyone has a great day. Bye.